Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Thanks, Alex. Well, the Spring Carnival goes to another level this weekend with the Turnbull Stakes Day tomorrow and catch all the colour and feeling of the Carnival right here across SEN and SEN Track Network throughout October and November. Well, the Mickey Mouse races are over and that's right. The big ones are starting to roll around the Spring Carnival here in Melbourne and also right around the country and a jockey that is going to be up there in lights and is Tasmania's premier jockey in uh, in the racing industry, that is Craig Froggy Newitt. He's jumped away from track work to join us this morning. Craig, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Frog, the uh, the spring carnival's right in in full spring, mate. Uh, full swing. Sorry, you um, you feeling uh, feeling ready and primed for for a big one this spring? Yeah, it'd be nice to think so. Uh, being a being a natural lightweight, you sort of sort of sit on the fence a fair bit and wait for the opportunity to to come and. Um, yeah, with the Sydney jockeys being locked out, there's a few more rides going. <laughs> actually, it feels funny calling you Froggy, you famous Tasmanian. I feel like, no, we've actually never met. But, uh, mate, the, Tasma- the Turnbull Stakes Day tomorrow, your rides that you've got, how many have you got and, and who are you on yeah, for I've our got, Tassie uh, listeners? I've got, uh, got, got three or four rides there uh, yeah, tomorrow at Flemington. And there's a couple, couple of nice chances, actually. Um, really looking forward to, to riding a, a filly of Trent Bassett and Natalie Young called Glint of Hope. She, she arguably should be unbeaten two for two, and she's still a maiden. She's been two seconds and, and been pretty unlucky both times. So getting to the big tracks of Flemington, um, I'd expect her to, to run really well. Noted, Jack. Uh, write that down. Rightio, that one's going yeah. straight into the in the black book. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the rain the rain came yesterday, so uh, it's going to help another one of mine. Also called Tavi Dance. He's first up for the uh, Price Kent team and. He's going really well on his fresh fresh records, exceptional on wet ground. So he's another one that'll uh, be, be sort of midfield, but be hitting the line really hard. And uh, hopefully we can get a winner or two on the day. And, and Froggy, of course, in the in the big one, the Bart Cummings, or I say the big one behind the Turnbull, um, you've got something there if you can get a run, emergency at the moment, long arm. Tell us about it. I, not a bad run first up, 2,500 tomorrow. Yeah, he's uh, he's managed to squeeze in already. There's a couple of scratching, so he's in the field. And he's a horse that, uh, in a lesser race, should have went very close to winning first up. He he was held up and and he got his legs stretching late when he when he got out probably the last fifty yards. So he'll take good benefit from that. He jumped sharply in distance, but he he's he's only a little horse, but he's a typical European horse. It's sort of naturally fit. Um, Stays very well. Rain affected track will be no issue. So he'll be uh, he'll be uh, crossing it. We'll be crossing our fingers that he can get the job done tomorrow and get a uh, get a run in the big dance in the first Tuesday in November. Well, that's exciting, certainly to be on a, a challenger for the Melbourne Cup, mate. The, the Turnbull Stakes tomorrow. Um, it really is the, the first big Group One uh, in the spring. It, it, literally a two horse race, surely between very elegant and incentivised. You would have thought. 
Yeah, you you would you would think that. I think now the uh, now the rain has came and it looks like it's going to be affected. Uh, I would uh, put the mare a few advance her a couple of lengths, which I think would be enough to get the job done. Uh, he's a very he's a very promising horse incentivise. I thought he thought he got it handed to him the other day in the Group One at Flemington. Sort of led, didn't go that quick and was able to, to, to outlast them late. But I think uh, with the mare breathing down her neck, she knows how to win a group one. She's, she's the best she's the best mare Australia's been for, for quite some time. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident she'd get the job done. Now, Craig, I'm going to call you Craig, but can you tell us, mate, why do they call you Froggy? And, and, and well, I suppose where did it come from? And how long have they called you Froggy? Uh, my old man had the nickname Froggy in primary school. Um, they went on a school excursion one day and guy knew it. Was nowhere to be seen when the bus was leaving. He was down in the creek playing with the frogs. So, so that's where that's where he got it from originally. Um, and I sort of when he because he was a jockey back in the day and everywhere he went, I was uh, I was the little guy hanging out of his back pocket. So I was originally the the tadpole of the team. And then when I uh, progressed to race riding. Um, we, we became a frog and it's, it's stuck ever since. But it's something that I um, I quite enjoy because it's, it's a bit of a rem- reminder of the old man and something yep. that, um, yeah, not many people call me Craig these days unless I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Froggy, tell me about the journey the last couple of years. I, if somebody who's watched you as close as I have, and my mates will be laughing now because um, probably apart from your old man, God bless him, when he was around, I'm probably the bloke that's watched you the closest. <laughs> Um, true story. It's been five years, mate, since Extreme Choice for Mick Price and the Moyer Stakes was your last Group One, and and watching since then, you've had a, a change with your life, your four kids, you've been back to Tassie, you've had a relationship breakdown, um, like some of us have had before. One of those things very tough um, for you. It's it's been a real juggle, hasn't it, to to stay at the top and get back to the top. What, what's kept you going? Um. More or less, my kid, mate. Um, I sort of went home, and as you as you said, I I had a marriage breakdown, which was which was pretty painful at the time. But I, I was lucky enough to find my my partner now, Brianna, and my kids have uh, my kids really enjoy having her around, and she she's a she's a blessing. She um she's the rock at the she's she's been my rock for for quite a while now, and I just think that work life balance um once everything settled down back home um. I, I retained full custody of my boys, and Bree wanted to uh, to test the waters over in Melbourne once again. So um, here we are, and it's been a good good start. We've been here just over twelve months now, and things are going really well. So it's, it's nice to be uh, back in in springtime, getting getting good rides. So hopefully we can uh, crack that that elusive thirty fourth Group One winner and get the ball rolling again. And I've always wondered over this journey that I feel like for a, almost a decade, you're probably the best couple of sprint jockeys in the country. And you've had to scratch and scrape to, to sometimes get those rides. Is that been a frustrating thing for you? I know this is a, it's a competitive industry. The, the jockeys in Victoria have never been deeper than they have been the last five or six years. Is it, 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 it been an annoying thing for you that you, you have fallen off the pace in, in some respects over the last few years and you haven't been able to get those rides, especially in what you've done well, which is the sprints? Not not necessarily uh, frustrating or, or whatnot. It was my decision to go home, so you sort of lose those contacts. And 
I've worked out I've worked out pretty quick since I've been back. Unless you have that big stable um, with with solid backing behind you, it's it's very tough. I've got, I've got no doubt Victoria is the toughest state of all. Um, you've got arguably, and or anyone that asks me, I'll I'll tell them tell them blue in the face. Damien Oliver is the greatest rider I've ever seen. He's still going around, and I've known Ollie ever since I moved over twenty odd years ago, and I've never seen him hungrier. So he's going to the provincial joints um, when he was probably back in his form. He wouldn't have even dreamed he'd be going to. But you've got to go to these places now to, to continue to ride the horses that you do. So you've got Craig Williams going to the provincials during the week. You've got your Damien Lanes and and the, and the top top guys. So it's it's never been any more competitive than what it is now. Um, so not getting rides in those races. It's not so much frustrating. It's just it's just the way it is at the moment. If you if you're doing the the track work, the trials, the jump outs, which are on every day of the week, um, and continue to go to the races, I think you'll find you burn yourself out a lot a lot more lot quicker. So um, it's just about waiting waiting for the opportunities to come, and when they come, take them with both hands. So I've got a couple of nice rides on uh, on Saturday. Next Saturday, I've got a I've got a genuine group. Group one chance in the Turak in uh, Quantum Mechanic for Price and and Kent. So hopefully we can uh, we can get get one over the line and um, hopefully get get back in the uh, in the camp with some big stables. And is that where you see your your potential best Group One chance over the next month or so? Is that is that or is it the Tasmanian connection? I thought the the run of Newhart was impressive the other day. Is that a is that got a mile Group One in it? Well, I think he's going to run in the. If he, if he had a sort of one or 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 been very close to him the other day, he he may have even went to the Turak. But I think they're going to hold him back and run him in a fourteen hundred metre same sort of race he was in the other day on the same day. So it looks a good good race for him. And then you never know if he comes out and wins that. There's, there's always the mile races throughout the carnival. Um, but like I said at the, at the start of the show, being a natural lightweight, there's always there's always going to be opportunities because now the doors shut on. Quite a few riders, um, but there's a couple of horses on 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 Saturday that I'm keeping close eye on because I've got my finger right on the pulse to be able to ride them in the Caulfield Melbourne Cup if, if they perform. And I think either one of them is going to be a great ride and and, and go around probably one of the favourites in them. So you just got to uh, keep the form rolling and keep riding winners, and um, hopefully the opportunities will keep coming. Frog, COVID's had a, a big impact on, well, the world, basically, in every industry uh, in Australia. The horse racing industry hasn't been immune to that. Um, and, of course, this year, the lack of international horses making their way out here for the Spring Carnival and the, and the big cups. Do you, do you think it's going to have a real dampener or, or put a real dampener on the, uh, the quality of the racing? Um, and it does, do you worry that maybe we're, we're not going to see as good a Spring Carnival as we've seen over the last decade? Uh, as a rider and as a participant, I think it's going to be a big advantage. I think, I think if anything, it's a, it's a positive because apart from the one or two horses that are coming, the Cup's going to stay at home. The Cup hasn't stayed at home for however many years. Obviously, Lloyd Williams is, is a regular at it with, with his imports, but um, I think this year, this year, and you've, you've only got to take, for example, look at, look at Daniel Moore. Um, he hadn't ridden a local Group One winner in his career. He's been riding 18 years. He's ridden two in the in the uh, 
in the space of a week and, and looks to get good opportunities going through the spring on on horses that he may he may not have um, been been on had had sort of COVID not been around. Um, so I think I think it's a bonus. I think for people that have got local horses heading towards those races, like for example the little horse I'm riding in the Bark Cummings, win, lose or draw in the Bark Cummings, he may still even sneak into the Melbourne Cup field because it's going to be it's going to be uh, not as strong. Uh, with the international runners coming, so I think I think it's a I think it's a good thing. Froggy, just to sidetrack the fallout from the Airbnb Big party question. for other jockeys, has uh, yep. has there been stronger restrictions put on you guys as a result? And I suppose that's probably both at home and at the track. <laughs> I know we've been told not to do it. <laughs> Fair enough, too. It's no, probably it's good just, advice. It's just one of just one of those things. Um, obviously, it was a little bit unexpected, but. Um, yeah, for, for arguably probably three of the top five leading riders in Victoria to um, to be stood down from it, and and my my opinion is the penalties are fair too. Like like yep. in all honesty, like the racing could have been shut down. Simple as that, and every everyone doesn't get a feed. So um, I think uh, I've I've spent my fair share of time in the in the sin bin. So if you uh, do the time, <laughs> you, you do the time. Exactly right. Can we just reflect briefly on your last 20 years? And you've had so many tremendous rides. Um, Miss Andretti, of course. Pompeo Ruler looked home halfway down the straight in a cox plate. Roman Arch at 80 to 1. Never forget that. And Australian Cup, Jack. I had 15 each way from memory. <laughs> the New Markets, the Moy Classics, the TJ Smiths, etc. You've won seven or eight Devonport Cups and a thousand Lottie Cups and Hobart Cups. Is there one you can sit back and you really reflect on and was it the was it the group one with Miss Andretti in Europe? Um, tell tell us about your favourite one or two. It's quite funny. Uh, my my uh, my most favourite my most memorable win of of uh, the over I think I've ridden over two thousand winners now um, was a a I think it was bit, back then I think it was about an eight thousand dollar maiden at Deloraine. Uh, it was the only winner I ever rode for my old man. When he when he took out his trainer's license, uh, only ever managed to ride one winner for him. So that that stands out for me um, as as good as anything. But Group Ones, I, I would have to say uh, Lankin Rupee's Manicato win. Um, when I think there was eight horses across the line, we probably short off head separating eight of them. Um, I rode him. Basically, riding like I'd stolen, just just come out of the gates, put the handlebars down, and, and he, he was the same speed, same speed from start to finish. And I doubt at the time there would have been a horse, let alone in Australia, in the world that would have sustained the speed he did and hold on. So it was uh, it was a pretty special one. Well, Froggy, we wish you all the best for tomorrow, mate, and everything that comes after that in the Spring Carnival, and, and best of luck. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Go get him, Froggy. There you go, Craig. Froggy knew it. Tasmanian jockey back over here in Victoria and a big spring carnival awaits him. We'll be back with more next on Jack and Paney.